Hey everybody, it's Kelly Cooper and welcome to episode 232 of the Life Made to Order podcast. Why we have a hard time truly embracing the idea the future can be different from the past. This is an idea you hear a lot about and as far as personal growth goes and, and all that sort of stuff because it's an idea that's meant to inspire hope because it's true. What's happened up until this point has no bearing on what's possible in the future. And from like an LOA manifesting type perspective, this is a really important idea to embrace on a genuine emotional level, not just on an intellectual appreciation kind of because you're told that's how you're supposed to think level because what we focus on expands, what we expect in our mind is going to get mirrored back to us in some way. So if we keep expecting things to be as they were, it's harder to change that point of attraction, right? Because We've always had money problems, so we'll continue to have money problems. We've always had relationship problems, so we'll continue to have relationship problems. We've always had trouble losing the weight. We'll continue to have trouble losing the weight. We've never gotten along with this person or that person in our family. We'll continue to not get along with this person or that person. And on the most surface level, we think that the challenge in embracing this idea is because our past has been a certain way for so long, because certain things have been exactly the same for so long, we have a hard time truly believing that can be different because human ego mind brings the past to everything. And it, it sets up this filter of what's already happened. And on some level, that's true. But the real problem is, the real issue that we have with really embracing this idea is an idea that's meant to inspire hope, right? This idea that yeah, things can be different and everything's all good. It'll be okay and, and things can change. On an unconscious level, on the level of our mind that is very, very deeply steeped in fear, this idea inspires quite a bit of fear. We have a hard time embracing it. We have a hard time believing it because we actually do not want it to be true. We do not want to believe that the future can be different from the past because the part of us that's resistant to that idea, this again, this part of us that's steeped in this tremendous fear, that means that if the past can, if the future can truly be different, think how that part of our mind thinks. It's always negative. That means that it can get worse. It's potential to change in a bad way. In many ways, we do not like. And we may think of specific things that could possibly get worse that we can pinpoint, or there just might be this more generalized sense of this kind of nebulous, unknown future where things are actually worse than they are now. It's not thinking of the ways that could be positive. The unknown is not a positive thing to this part of our mind. It's, it's a, a scary thing to be feared. So we don't want to believe it's true. We don't want to believe the future can be different because what if it's worse? And even though we might not like what's happening now, we're very familiar with our circumstances as they are now. We're used to all the negative feelings that they create. We're very accustomed to them, even though they don't feel good. We're very used to, we have our different coping mechanisms perhaps to deal with the things we don't like and to make this reality less painful and numb us to some of it. So yes, this part of us is, even if we're not so thrilled with how things are now, well, you know, it's kind of like the devil you know type mentality. It's like, well, I'll, I'll take it, I'll keep it because this new future... So this is something to think about because like I said before, on the most surface level, we think our, tr our, our problem embracing this very central idea to transformation and, and mental and emotional, like that a shift inside, genu a genuine shift inside is this idea of things can be different. 
we think our main problem is that we have a hard time believing it because we're so conditioned to think things will be a certain way based on our past experience. It's hard to see how things could be different when they've been a certain way for so long. And like I said before, there is some degree of truth to that. But the real issue is this more this this fear um, on this more unconscious part of our mind that's like, no, I don't really, I'm not really comfortable with this. I don't want to, I don't want that. We actually do not want it to be true. Like I said, right? We, we think our issue is we really want it to be true, but we have a hard time believing it can be because of our conditioning, because of what's already happened to us. But our bigger issue is we actually do not want it to be true. We would prefer if it's not true because the mind is very afraid of what hasn't happened yet. It's very afraid of the unknown. And the only way to really move past this is like any issue, because our issue and all of our problems are in our mind. There's nothing in the world that's really our problem. It's how we're looking at the world. It's how we're looking at ourselves. It's our beliefs. It's our perceptions. It's all of this. It's our thoughts. It's all the only thing ever hurting us is our thoughts. So we have to be willing to go within our mind and see, well, what might I be scared of about the future? Are there things in my life now that I actually fear they can get worse. So I don't really want to believe they can actually change because my, when my mind goes to change, I actually think of the worst scenario, the worst outcomes, things being more bad than they are now rather than better. And you would want to think about, well, what are some of those scenarios that you fear could worsen and then you're resistant to it. So you actually would prefer to believe that they can't change because it feels safer where you are now, even if, like I said before, it's not ideal. It's You're not actually happy that way. Because it's a, and when we realize too, it's perception. When we start to realize of all of this fear of the future we have, whether, like I said before, it's some kind of nebulous, fuzzy, generalized anxiety about this unknown stuff lurking around the corner, waiting to strike at any moment, or if there are very specific things that have already entered your mind that you're very specifically can pinpoint, like, yeah, I'm afraid of X, Y, or Z. We have to realize that. The, the fear of whether it's this nebulous unknown or these specific scenarios that we've cooked up in our head, we have to realize that the problem would not be those potential future experiences. The problem would be our perception of those experiences. Like I said, our problem is only in our mind. It's a perception inherently there's no good or bad experience there's nothing that's desirable or undesirable like I've always said like spirit you know spirit god universe whatever term you like to use they that entity or whatever sees our human experience very very differently than we do with our human ego mind filter they see everything here as neutral nothing is good or bad on the face of it there are no good and bad experiences there are really no good and bad people Everything's of the mind. Everything is our perception, our point of view. That's what's going to make or break us as far as our emotional state. It's what we're thinking, not what actually is happening. It's what we're thinking about what's happening. So when we start to realize it's truly perception, we will start to lose our fear of these potential scenarios in the future. These things we're afraid of happening because we realize, yeah, I'm not really afraid of that happening. What we're really afraid of is I'm afraid of how that would feel, how I would feel if that thing happened. And we think of different things about how it would feel if your finances got worse, how it would feel if your illness came back, how it would feel if you got diagnosed with a, a scary medical problem, how it would feel if this thing you're expecting to happen didn't actually happen. 
That's what we're, everything's feelings. Everything we want is because we think it will make us feel a certain way. Everything we're resistant to, whether it's a current circumstance or something that might potentially happen in the future, we're, we're resistant to it because we think, I don't like how that feels. I have a perception. I have a belief about that circumstance that if that were to happen, I have a meaning. I have a story. I have a narrative assigned to that experience that would make me fearful, angry, bitter, resentful, anxious or frustrated, whatever the bad feeling. And that's what we're resistant to. We're resistant to the feelings, but our feelings are based on perception and we can choose perception. So when we start to realize it's not a circumstance, but it's how we feel about it, we become not only more accepting of anything in our life right now that we might not like be so thrilled about, but these, these, this fear we have of these future events and this unknown, and what if all these different scenarios and the, the trains of thought that we, we hop on when we start going that going in that direction, we start to realize, yeah, you know what, even if those things happened, I'd be okay. I am resistant to those situations, not because the situation in and of itself is inherently wrong or bad or shouldn't happen or something to be resisted and judged and criticized and fought against. It's because I have a perception of it. And spiritual teaching would tell me that everything that happens to me serves a positive purpose and can be used as a vehicle for growth and positive change and positive transformation and emotional healing. So even if these things happen that I fear, I know I would be okay. And one of the ways to help you kind of move through this too is if I'm sure all of you listening to this, you can think back to at least one, minimum one, probably multiple, but at least one area, one time in your life where something happened that you initially thought was bad and you saw the value in it. Maybe not right away. Maybe it took a bit, but eventually you could look back on the situation and be like, I totally see why that happened. I can totally see how that helped me in a positive way. I can totally see how at the time I judged that situation as bad because human ego me did not like what happened, but it's actually good that that experience didn't work out because then a better experience came along. Some people, it might be a very big, bold thing like getting diagnosed with cancer. Well, how many people have you've heard this many times before? People talking about getting cancer was the best thing that ever happened to them. And anyone that hasn't had cancer or a serious illness probably hears shit like that and intellectually understands what they're probably saying, but on a real emotional level is like, "Ah, how could you even say that? How could that be true? Because, right, what happens in those sorts of experiences when people get serious illness, for example, a lot of times their lives are very chaotic and they're overwhelmed, overworked, stretched too thin, they're burning out. And they will not pull back from all of that until they're absolutely forced to. Illness is a common way that people are kind of forced out of that, uh, off of that path, right? Because they physically cannot keep living as they are. They are forced to pull back from all of that. If they're a more, right, spiritual, personal growth oriented person, uh, physical illness usually leads people to a lot of internal introspection. They they tend to believe in the the healing power of emotional work, right? So they'll work through their traumas and their resentments and all of that. And they'll come out of it even happier and better than they were before, right? So in that sense, we can see how they would say when people say things like that, that illness, serious illnesses and these other seemingly tragic, awful things are like, oh my God, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because a lot of us, we have so much stuff that's out of our awareness 
that is is running our lives in a significant way, but because we're so out of touch with it, we don't necessarily feel all of that powerful emotion, but it's there somewhere. Or some of us, we have some powerful emotion right on the surface and we're very aware of it and we're trying very hard not to deal with it. And we have, create a huge tension within ourselves because we feel it all the time and, and it's causing us a lot of pain. And something happens that forces us to deal with it. Something happens that brings up that stuff that's out of our awareness and again, we're not aware of it, so we don't realize how much it's damaging us because, again, we're so out of touch with it, but it, it's there and it's doing its thing and it, it's, it's affecting our lives in all these very profound, unpleasant ways. And it flushes it up, brings it up into the awareness, the fear, the anger, the resentment, the unhealed stuff you have towards your mom or whatever it is. And it's like, if our feelings and our perceptions are our only problem, then we see how these sorts of experiences... They help us deal with the thoughts and the feelings that are hurting us because they become very intense. And then we're kind of, again, we're kind of forced, the universe or God or whatever is kind of forced in our hand there being like, hey, you kind of have to deal with this now. Like, good luck suppressing it. And right, we can't because it's so in our face. It's so intense that we finally are like, okay, I kind of really have to look at this stuff. So, you know, like I was saying, a lot of people, if you can look into your past, you could probably find a few instances where you can draw on that and being like, oh, yeah, I've actually experienced that already. Because a lot of the stuff we're talking about, someone like myself will talk about, we already, most people, you already know this stuff. You've already experienced per firsthand many, many times. But each time we get into a new problem or a new emotional upset or a new quagmire or whatever emotionally, it's easy to forget that we've been there before. And we're like, oh, yeah, I totally get what she's saying. So if I think back to these past experiences that were painful, but I see the value in them, that would be the same would hold for all these future experiences that might be a similar thread of like, this is really challenging, but I see the value in it. In the moment, it maybe sucks. That's okay that it sucks. It's okay that you're upset. It's okay you're resistant. You're human. But... Like I always say, this work is nothing more than conscious choice. And at some point, we have to be willing to say, am I going to consciously, genuinely, sincerely make the choice to look at this from spirit point of view, where spirit would say, okay, like, ooh, wow, look at all this shit this is bringing up for you, like kind of rubbing its hands together, like goody, goody, look what we got. We really got something to work with here that's really juicy. Let's do it. So... The more that we're comfortable with seeing the value of unpleasant experiences as judged by human ego mind, the less fear we'll have around this sort of idea, the less resistant we will be to our life actually changing. And this is what I, and I talked about this a lot, especially with like LOA manifesting type stuff. You know, on the conscious level, we swear up and down that we want certain things and we're ready for them and we're aligned and we believe, and yeah, we might believe you know, that's, you know, you might have that part down genuinely, you know, you, you have a genuine kind of belief in these ideas of your realities created by your emotional state and blah, blah, blah. But we have a lot of conflicting energy around these things. And there's a part of us, this kind of part I was talking about before, that's really afraid that doesn't want the future to be able to be different from the past because it thinks that will be worse and leave you worse off somehow. That part of us has a lot of conflict around these things. It doesn't want them. It doesn't want you to make more money. It doesn't want your business to succeed. It doesn't want you to get that divorce, even though you're in a really unhappy marriage and it would be good for you. It doesn't want you to lose the weight. It doesn't want you to heal. It sees these changes 
that again, on a conscious level, it's like, of course, I would want these things. Of course, I'd rather be healthy than sick. Of course, I'd rather have money than be poor. Of course, I'd rather not be 50 pounds overweight. Of course, I'd rather whatever. And again, it's like, of, of course, right? Because anyone in their right mind would prefer those circumstances. But that part of us is not thinking in a right-minded way. It's thinking in a very wrong-minded, dysfunctional, fearful way. And it sees that those things are not good. So it doesn't want to, it really doesn't want to believe the past and the future can be different because the future might bring a lot of things that that part of us is like, I, I really don't want that. So that's another element of this too to think about is, and I've talked about this a lot, you have to examine these conflicts you have around these things that you consciously claim that you want, you consciously think are so good and so desirable because again, there's a part of you that's like, no, I actually disagree. I actually don't really feel that way. And that part of us is very powerful because it has a lot of momentum behind it. There's a lot of momentum behind the thinking that creates those fears. There's a lot of momentum behind the emotion that that thinking created. Like I said before, there's even if we're unhappy on the surface with our life, we're very comfortable with how things are. If they've been that way for a long time, you know, we have our coping mechanisms, we're used to it, we're used to the pain. There's a part of us that's maybe kind of resigned ourselves, like, okay, I guess this may be how it's going to be. And I guess I kind of accept it. It sucks, but whatever. So that's another thing, too. These are the sorts of things we have to be willing to look at because if we just shut all this down as like, finding it like offensive or something like how dare you suggest I want to be overweight or how dare you suggest I want to be sick or how dare you suggest this or that it's like well that's you know that's there's a part of us that's like yeah I actually find that that prefer I find that things now I find them preferable so we'd want to ask ourselves you know what value do I see in my illness what value do I see in my familial conflicts? What value do I see in holding on to this grievance? What value do I see in, in struggling financially? What value do I see in, in working this job that I hate? What value do I see? And again, whatever it is that you're like, I actually don't like this. Because the more you're struggling to change it, the more value you see in it. Again, ego, human mind, it's funny. It's steeped in fear. It's a very dysfunctional thought system. And... If you didn't value something, it, it would be very easy to change. If we didn't value a way, a way of aspect of our life the way it was, we would change it very easily. If we didn't value a particular thought or a particular belief or a particular perception or a particular story we have about something, we wouldn't have such a hard time changing it. We have to remember that we're dealing with a part of our mind that's very screwy. So it sees value in all these things that are actually causing us a great deal of pain. So it's, again, this, this work, it takes some honest reflection. It takes a willingness to be able to, you know, be honest. I always say, especially for conscious creation, LOA type stuff, brutal honesty is going to be your absolute best friend in this journey. Because whatever is in your mind is there. Whatever you're feeling is there. It doesn't matter if you don't want it to be there. It doesn't matter if you intellectually understand you should feel a different way or you should think this way or should, whatever. It doesn't matter. All that matters at the end of the day is what's actually there, where you actually are emotionally right now, where your headspace is at about these different issues that you're having in your life. So we have to explore these conflicts. We have to explore what, we're, what we think we're valuing, what we might value about these circumstances. And again... Ego human use might find offense to this statement and is going to want to shut it down, dig in on its beliefs and, and keep you where you're at. 
Your ego mind just wants to be right. It doesn't care if these beliefs that it wants to be right about are actually quite painful. It doesn't care that they're actually actively interfering with all of this stuff that that same part of you actually wants. Again, screwy, screwy part of us. So if you're struggling with the idea that I'm not sure that the past and the future, I, why I'm struggling with that idea, a big part of it is we actually don't want to, we think we want to believe it's true, but our circumstances are preventing us from believing it's true. It's actually the bigger problem is we don't want it to be true. But if we're comfortable with exploring all of these sorts of things, if we are willing to concede it's always our perception that's going to be the problem and not what happens, we'll be less afraid of the future. And even if the things we really fear, if they eventually come to pass, like I said, if we remember its perception and not the actual circumstance, we won't be afraid of these things happening because we realize when we realize our circumstances are not really our problem, we become less concerned with, with our circumstances. We worry less about the future and what might happen because we're like, yeah, you know what, whatever happens, I essentially, I know I'll be okay. Maybe it'll be something that'll be a struggle. Maybe it'll be something that'll flush up some really deep stuff and it might feel really badly, but I know that there's value in all of that. I know that essentially I'm okay. I know that I have the power of choice available to me at any moment where I could choose spirit thought system perspective on this idea where nothing's a problem, everything's okay, you're okay. What can we do to make the best of this situation? Where's the value in this versus ego thought system? Oh my God, this is terrible. I hate it. I need to judge it, resist it, hate it, feel like a victim, throw a pity party, fight, fight, fight. And you'll have those moments and that's okay. You need to let them out of your system, but it's what you do once you let it out of your system, then you're faced with those choices of like, okay, now I get to go. Now I should go back to spirit thought system and really look at it that way. It's like I always say. Part of the process is in, indulging the ego thought system in that way. Like you have to let yourself be honest with what you're thinking and what you're feeling. That's why I'm a big fan of Byron Katie's work with her process of the questions, because it's like giving the ego mind a chance to vent every concern and grievance it has and being really super honest with what you're feeling right now, no matter how petty it is, how childish it seems, how unspiritual, again, whatever judgment that part of you is going to levy upon those thoughts and ideas you have so part of that process is because I always want to stress when I talk about this idea of choosing between you have to acknowledge ego thought system in the sense that whatever's there is there and you don't want to pretend that you're not feeling something you're feeling again because it seems childish or unenlightened or immature or you know not spiritual or again whatever label or judgment that your mind's going to want to put on it because, you know, what's there is there and we don't do ourselves any favor when we try to shut all that down in favor of trying to embrace a thought system that we're actually not really fully believing. And that's okay that you don't, all you need is a willingness. You don't need to fully believe all these things with every fiber of your being to get the emotional benefit of these, of that thought system, right? Because just like your ego thought system thoughts are painful, they create emotional pain, Spirit thought system thoughts feel good and they create love and peace and security and safety and a sense of trust and that, you know, feeling loved and all those wonderful, warm, fuzzy things. You don't need to believe those with every fiber of your being to benefit from that emotional, the emotional counterpart of those sorts of thoughts. A sincere willingness can really uh, crack open the door big time for you. And that's all you need is just because once you have that willingness, 
And once you're willing to consider thinking a different way, just open, maybe I'll consider thinking about doing that. Again, that creates energetically, emotionally, that opens up something within you. And you build a momentum every time you choose in that direction. And when you start getting a little momentum, even a tiny bit, and you'll have an experience, reflect that point of view, reflect that thought system back to you, then it starts, it gets easier and easier to really put your weight behind that thought system because now you have your own personal experience to go on. It's not something that you're accepting in theory. You're not something, it's not something you're desperately hoping is true because it sounds nice and you're hoping against hope that something will change. It's not, or because people tell you that's what you're supposed to think or feel. You actually will start feeling and thinking that way. That thought system starts becoming more natural because your own experience is showing it to be true. And there's, again, there's that, that momentum. We build that momentum because that's essentially the overarching goal of personal growth work with all the different things we do in this spiritual journey or whatever journey, the overarching thing we're really trying to accomplish is making that transition between these two thought systems and, and deflating some of the momentum behind ego thought system and shifting it to spirit thought system. And every time you make that choice consciously, you're shifting that momentum. Every time you deal with your emotional shit and you don't suppress it and you lighten your load emotionally and energetically, you're building that momentum. You're creating space for that, those ideas in your being. They're actually, you know, they have room to, to grow and, and cultivate and, and, and blossom because you're dealing with all your other shit that was clogging everything up. Like I always said, our negative emotion, it's like a clog in a drain. Everything, all this wonderful stuff you're trying to bring into your being and your mind, these new beliefs and philosophies or spiritual teachings, whatever it is you study or whatever teachers or ideas that you know you were drawn towards when you're trying to get that information into you, it's like it hits it. It's like that negative emotion against like a clog in a drain. It, it bumps up against that and it can't keep going deeper within to you, within you. So, you know, that's part of all of this too is, you know, with this fear of the future and the fear of every, you, you want to deal with these feelings now because once those feelings aren't there as much, the, the sorts of thoughts and beliefs and perceptions and stories that were creating them, you stop going to those places. You don't go to those places as frequently because the feelings, you're not feeling as bad feelings that kind of prompt you and bring you into those spaces. And then where you're not thinking those things as much, you don't feel those feelings as much, right? So that's why the feeling of the feelings is really important because you, it's like it creates a vicious cycle when we don't. You feel these bad feelings, which makes you think more and, and make you cling more to the beliefs that created them. And then you think those things more and then you feel the feel. Right, it just keeps going round and round. Feeling of the feelings is what kind of breaks that whole cycle up. So, yeah, that's about it, guys. The biggest reason we have a problem embracing the idea of the future being different from the past is we actually do not want it to be true. That loony nutty part of our mind is like, actually, no, because if that's true, then it means things could actually get worse. That part of your mind will never assume anything in the positive direction, will always be negative. So, but if we explore those fears, we let ourselves feel those feelings. If we trust that everything that happens will serve a positive purpose, that it's all meant to happen just as it is, we lose our fear of these different scenarios and these circumstances. We lose our fear of this unknown element of our existence of we don't know what's around the corner. And then we can embrace that idea in the hopeful way that it's meant to be embraced as a hopeful, a good thing. Like, yes, that's a good thing to believe. And then we are able to 
If we embrace the idea as it's meant to be embraced in that hopeful way, then we're able to really allow the things we desire into our life, these positive changes that there's no reason for them not to happen. Then we can allow those, those things into our experience and we'll, genu and we'll genuinely feel ready to receive them because we won't have all this conflict around them anymore. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great day or night. And for more content, products, and information about my coaching, head on over to livelifemadetoorder.com. Bye-bye.